Hello everyone, it is your heart warrior Dion here. This podcast episode you are about to listen to also comes with a video interview as well. So if you would like to check out the video interview of this podcast episode, please be sure to go to my episode notes, which will list the links of which you could watch the video interview. And I hope you have a wonderful day and enjoy this episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Words of Heart. In today's episode, we have the privilege of speaking with Gina Law. Thank you for joining me today, Gina. Hi, thank you so much for having me. It's actually Jenna, but it's okay. (laughs) No No problem. Thank you so much for having me on your show. Awesome. So Jenna, if you could tell my audience a bit about yourself, that'd be great. Okay, well, my name is Jenna Law, as she said, and um, I'm a stylist. Um, I'm also an author. I work in the music industry as well. So I kind of, I'm one of those serial entrepreneurs, right? Um, I wear so many different hats. Um, The biggest thing and the purest thing to my heart is my humanitarian work, the things that I do for the community. Um, So that's like the most precious to, to my heart. Awesome. Um, what kind of humanitarian work um, do you do specifically? Um, so I do things from food drives to coat drives to I have a toy drive that me and Big Daddy Kane, which is my industry mentor. He and I do a toy drive every year for the for the children of North Carolina. Awesome. And you mentioned you're an author as well. Um, yes. So I have a journal out um, and the journal actually is a prerequisite for the book that's coming soon. Uh, The journal is called Your Future is Bright and it actually, I birthed it during COVID. So I have been, um, I went through a domestic violence uh, situation, a divorce with my husband that I actually had been with for 22 years, were married 22 years and together almost 30 years. Um, Four children later, well, five actually, because he has one outside of myself. Um, Later, you know, we go through this crazy domestic violence situation and now divorcing. And so through my pain, I would say I birthed a journal um, and and birthing the, the book through my healing. Awesome. Um, I truly admire you for um, sharing your vulnerability um, in such a broad platform as a book, because that couldn't have been an easy thing to experience. Um, For those going through anything similar, um, do you have any advice um, that you would share with those who are in that same predicament? Yeah, definitely. Let me first say you're right as far as the book was concerned. And that's why it's taken me so long to get the book out is because I wanted to make sure um, that I was doing it from a place of healing and not a place of um, victim, you know, being a victim. Right. I didn't want people to just hear my story as a victim. I wanted people to hear my story, but know that they could triumph. You know what I'm saying? Know that at the end of any situation that you can still be a victor. So I had to make sure I was in a good space before I actually completed the manuscript, right? Um, So that's why it has taken a a little time. Um, 
And that's just the position I wanted to be in when I did share with other people, because believe it or not, it's a lot of people suffering in silence. And it's a lot of people that have normalized um, violence, domestic violence, because uh, it can be emotional. It doesn't always have to be physical, right? So I find that especially in um, the service that I'm doing now, right, with domestic violence associations and like I have a, a, a commercial that I'm doing next week for domestic violence, I find so often that people have normalized it, whether it's because financially the man is um, more financially stable or whether it's for the children or however it, it, it is, I find so many people are like, oh no, he just says, you know, a couple bad words or, you know, or he just pushes me or, you know what I'm saying? But it's nothing, you know, it, it's crazy how we can love someone so much and forget to love ourselves. So if I must give your audience um, and anybody that I come across a bit of advice, it would be first, love yourself, right? Um, you can't love anybody else until you love you. Um, and I, I, I believe during the years, I actually stopped loving myself, you know what I'm saying? Because I loved him and loved our kids and loved the situation so much that I was willing to be unhappy to deal with being talked to any type of way. And I don't think that that is love, you know? And it escalates. It doesn't normally stop with verbal abuse or emotional abuse. It typically escalates. And that's what happened to my situation. It escalated to the point where I could have like lost my life. Um, so I would tell anybody like, it's so many organizations out here, please get help. Um, find a safe haven, you know, like now that it's, you know, people are so much more aware of domestic violence. Um, it's so many organizations out here that you can turn to and places, you know, cause I know I met a lady the other day that she was afraid to go to the organization because she was like, okay, but what if he finds me because he will kill me? You know what I'm saying? And it's, it, it broke my heart. Really it did because not everybody, um, knows how to get out. You know what I mean? Not everybody knows how to get out. And I'll tell you another situation though, is the reason I try to push people to get out and to find that safe haven is because if you've ever gone through anything like this and you've ever gone to any of the domestic violence spaces where they actually have pictures of women that have lost their lives due to domestic violence, it gives you not only a whole new appreciation for life, but it makes you want to help any and everybody because it's just, it's just so real. It's so real. It is. It's so real. Uh, um, I just got emotional, um, as you were describing that because, um, it is important to get help. It's important to get help. And I feel because at least for myself personally, as a female um, or other young females such as myself, we want that attention. We want that um, comfort from a male or that love and um, refuge, I guess is a better sense. But because for we're sure. so caught up in wanting that affection we degrade ourselves to a lower standard and 
we get caught up in something really toxic. For sure. For sure. And it really kills your self-esteem. You know, like the way my parents raised me, you know, like I was always taught like, you know, high self-esteem, like you're beautiful, you're intelligent, you know, that whole spill, you know, your parents give you, right? And at the end of this, you know, the marriage, I realized that like my self-esteem was gone. Like, believe it or not, like it was, and it's not one of those things that always is just like right in your face. Sometimes it's subtle, you know what I mean? Sometimes it's very subtle. So you're right, we want to be loved because that's how we, we were made, right? We were made not only to, to be like loved, but we were made to be a nurturer, you know, of, of the male uh, or our children or whomever, right? So we desire that. But like I said, you, we have to first love ourselves and loving ourselves is teaching others how to love us. You know what I'm saying? And if, if they show us that they don't love us, it's no need of trying to mentally make ourselves believe that they love us. You know, we, I think that we are, we can get in such a play of wanting love so bad that we dismiss the red flags that we don't want to believe that they don't love us or that this is this or whatever, because what happens is um, oftentimes we can, you know, look at things and because we want that love so much, right? We just, we're like, oh, that's nothing. You know what I mean? But you actually teach people how to treat you. And if you, if you accept the bare minimum, then that's exactly what a person that's toxic is going to give you or narcissistic, right? Yeah. So I don't know. <laughs> this is such a great conversation because I'm going to be honest, I, I haven't, I don't have relationships mainly because of my faith, my spirituality. So I have a different set of morals compared to others. But um, I do sometimes find myself possibly wanting to change myself in order to get someone. But I have that light bulb that goes off in my head. Like, there's nothing wrong with you. You shouldn't have to change yourself in order to be with somebody else. They should just accept you. Exactly. You're beautiful just how you are. You should never, a person that loves you should add to you, not change you. You know what I mean? They yeah. should add to you. You should grow together. Exactly. And you're beautiful. <laughs> you're beautiful too. Um, oh, thank you. Yeah. It's just cool. Uh, it's a mess right now, but thank you. I was like, <laughs> I got to do this. <laughs> but thank you. Uh, um, How are you doing? Um in spite of the pandemic, even though it did birth your book, um, which is a blessing in itself. Yeah, it birthed my book. It birthed a product line. Um, so I said I was a stylist, right? Um, and I have a passion for us as women and taking care of our hair. And I have a lot of clients that have cancer or alopecia. So I have been like wanting this for so long and even telling my husband, like, like, I really want to do this. I just need your help, not financially, but just support. Right. Um, so I finally found a chemist during the pandemic and I was able to birth a product line too. Um, and I, myself in my spirituality, I wanted to put something on it that would actually 
not only demonstrate who I am, right, but minister to other people and let them know that, like, not only is this a hair product, but this is a, a blessing. This is a blessed product. So it has CBD in it. It's vegan, um, not been tested on any animals or anything like that. And um, yeah, I'm just, I'm very thankful for, for that. Awesome. Yeah. So I do have that silly icebreaker question. I don't know if I'm going to be able to stump you. Many guests enjoy this question. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So if you could have any superpower that's not flying, many people pick flying because I understand they miss traveling, but I have to make it a little difficult. If you could have any superpower, what would it be? If I could have a superpower, it would be that I had the power to really change the world, not be Jesus or God or anything like that, right? Yeah. But like change the world, like really nobody would be hungry. Nobody would be, it would be the systemic racism. It would, I mean, like I would just change all of that. It would just be like, you know, a great place. Right. And everybody would just be happy. So that would be my superpower. See, that's the joy about this question. Many people approach it differently. And in your case, you want to use your powers, which I think in a way you already have them to help others. And thank you. So um, I guess this will be part where I share my power, but it's not as awesome as yours. I yes, it is. <laughs> um, the power I would pick would be to read people's minds. Um, I don't. Oh. Have... <laughs> would you really want to do that? I think it would be a cool power. I know there's disadvantages and good advantages to that, but I think it would be a cool power. Um, but just to elaborate more on what you just shared. Um, I think the powers that I already possess is my power with words, which is a lot cooler than reading people's minds. <laughs> For sure. For so. sure. Because if you could read people's minds, like what would you do with that information? <laughs> <laughs> really want to know what they're thinking. <laughs> you know? <sighs> but you're amazing. Keep doing what you're doing. I mean, I appreciate your time on your show. Um, definitely like if it's anything I can do, please feel free to reach out. You have my contact and yeah, keep up the good work. I love it. Oh, thank you so much. And thank you, um, for talking about, um, what you've gone through and how all women should see themselves as worthy and beautiful and of love and that they shouldn't have to change anything about themselves. No. That's right. <laughs> so um, could you tell my listeners um, about your book or your websites and any social plugins um, before sure. we're up here? Yeah, definitely. Thank you so much for that as well. Um, so my book is called Your Future is Bright. Um, well, that is the journal. And you guys will love that because it's affirmations. It's everything positive, positive, positive energy. And that's what I definitely wanted to, again, put out before the book, right? Um, so you can get it on Amazon. And that's Your Future is Bright by Jenna Law. Uh, you can also find me on Instagram or LinkedIn. And it's Jenna Law on all platforms. That's J-I-N-A-L-A-W on every platform you can think of. Um, my website is bellabeautycollection.com. That's B-E-L-L-A, beauty, B-E-A-U-T-Y, collection, C-O-L-L-E-C-T-I-O-N. 
www.thebrandmaker.com. And please shop. We have sales. Subscribe to the page. We do all kinds of drawings, deals, giveaways. So definitely, um, and look out for some new stuff that's coming because we got like a lot of new merch coming from lingerie to swimwear. So yeah, be on the lookout. <laughs> awesome, Jenna. Thank you for joining me today. It was a real honor and I'm really certain it's going to impact someone. I pray so. I hope it, I hope it impacts a lot of people and anything I can do for anybody, I'm, I'm always open to trying. Awesome. To all my listeners, stay healthy, stay safe, um, share your light. Don't dim your light in any way for anyone. And until next time. Bye. Bye.